Are we live, baby? What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin', what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? Come on, man, you know what time it is. It's live with Trud, episode 14. We in here. We got a good one for y'all tonight. Ashley in the building. My man Duke in the building. Michelle Butler is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We got a good one. Come on, man. Y'all already know the vibes. Like my screen off, man. I'm looking crazy over here. Hold up. There we go. I feel like I'm looking a little... Am I more clear now? Come on, man. Talk to me nice. I feel it. I got to restart. Come back. I don't know what's happening, but we in there. What's good? Our diva in the building. Happiness is all me. Is in the building. My man T. Will in the building. Candy Ray, what's happening? We in here tonight, and we got a great discussion. I'm excited about it. But as y'all joining, you know I gotta pull my drinky drink. I hope y'all got a beverage, cause it's gonna be a good one. You got your beverage, your popcorn, whatever it is, we in the building. Come on, man. Paris is in the building. For those who don't know, tonight's discussion was, you know, my homegirl Paris came up with the topic. So shout out to her. I know she's gonna come on and spread some of this knowledge that she got. You know what I mean? My brother in the building, Pops in the building. Thought that was your view, then I realized it was the TV. Well, that was, hey, bro, if that was my view, it'd be on point. Don, we in the building. You got the say on deck? Okay, okay. I'm bringing it back tonight. For those who knew me in Hawaii, y'all already know what I'm sipping on. I'm bringing it back tonight. You know? We almost done with that try. I just want people to feel good. Make sure you get your drinks right. We on point. I'm going to give my two cents on the topic. Matter of fact, just bear with me, y'all. Don't leave now because we just about to get started. The first one is going to be how, why, how slash why to end, let's put that in all caps, in long term. Long-term relationships, y'all. And then we're going to go into, we're going to transition. As we transition, as we transition, we're going, I'm going to change the topic, all right? Stabilities. Come on, man. My man busy on the beat. So, like, yo, start getting your ideas together. I'm going to read a couple things. What's good, Tasha? I'm going to read a couple of things. Zebra in the building. You're, and, and it's going to be... <laughs> Pop Joel, I'm about to do tonight. Come on now. Make sure it's zero sugar if you're nice. Shout out to Busy on the beat, man. Come on, y'all already know what time it is. You know what I mean? Hey, we live and it's episode 12. You see the topic? It is how or why do you end long-term relationships? And we're going to go to this. Because a good amount of long-term relationships, 
Some people may have children. Okay, so when we do that, how are we co-parenting? Okay, what about the single parenting? It's two different dynamics there now. Because then when you're single parenting, comes dating while single parenting. Okay, and I've experienced it. You know what I'm saying? And I am. My kids here right now. They upstairs. You already know what time it is. Bedtime sometimes, so they might still be up. I don't know. No, I'm just But, like, yo, there's levels to this here. And I'm not an expert. I just want everybody to know I'm not an expert in this. However, I'm a firm believer that we learn from each other. Okay? No one's. People can claim to be an expert. But I think what, uh, what makes someone an expert is time and experience. And collectively, we have a lot of experience. So I like to come on, people share their thoughts, share their ideas, things that you read, things that inspired you to help you figure out how to navigate this thing we call life and how, why, in tonight's particular instance, do we end those long-term relationships? Like, oh, I just want to, I want to bring up this one quote that I heard today. Uh, I might have to paraphrase it because I kind of forget. Let me see if I can find it. Nonetheless, I am going to paraphrase my man's... No, I'm not going to paraphrase. Jeff Bezos put out something. He bottom line said, the long, I'm going to paraphrase here. He said, having a long relationship does not mean that it's happy. <laughs> I know I should have wrote it down. Hey, what he said, man? Matter of fact, I'm about to pull it up. What you, hold on, hold on, hold up. Jeff Bezos. Y'all know who Jeff Bezos is? Somebody surprised me in the chat. And let me know who, if y'all know who Jeff Bezos is. All right? You pay attention to Forbes. You already know what time it is. Jeff Bezos had one of the craziest divorces known man. I mean, his wife, she left. She became one of the richest women on earth once they got divorced. You know what I mean? And some people thought that he was crazy for divorcing because at the time, he was the richest man in the world. Yes. Dang, dang, Candy, you get two points. All right? Dang, it's choppy tonight, y'all. All right, so here we go. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix that real quick. But Jeff Bezos, he, uh, he divorced his wife, and he, bottom line, he said, uh, hold on, long relationship. When he, when he divorced his wife, people thought he was crazy because she took him for, like, billions. But nonetheless, is his phrase was, just because you're in a long relationship doesn't mean it's healthy. Therefore, why stay? <laughs> she needs you for saying cheater. <laughs> like, yo, so in my instance, right, I'm an I'm a open book. So I, I mean, I got, and I got the tattoo. Y'all heard me say, my good days outweigh my bad days. She said, Amazon cheater. Or my good days outweigh the bad days. Therefore, if you're stuck in a relationship where you realize or you feel like you're having an abundance of bad days that significantly outweigh the good days that needs to be a change. The change may not be your significant other. It may be other things, your job, uh, your health habits, whatever the case is, right? But there needs to be a change. What's good, Army for Life in the building, Gene in the building. Yo, so with that, sometimes it happens to be the significant other. And I think more times than not, these days, people are under the mindset that I will try to work through uh, the hard times. However, I don't feel like that I have to endure everything. You know, we talk about unconditional love. 
all everything is conditional. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a good catchphrase, but all things have conditions. If somebody's beating the mess out of you, you're not you I recommend you're not staying. That's it's conditional. You know what I mean? In that instance, maybe staying is conditional. Somebody could come up here and argue, we could do semantics, and that'll be fun too. But nonetheless, is it's like don't stay just for the sake of staying. And what people tend to do is they try to bring up our grandmother, great-grandmothers, our grandmothers and who had 50-year relationships and such. And they say they stayed and adored it all. Where, like, dad had outside children. Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. All that stuff they want to say. However, I think more presently, we like, yo, we'll go through therapy. We're going to try to work it out. And if it don't work, then it don't work. But again, the question is, how do you end that? You know what I mean? Somebody talk to me. If you have you been in a long-term relationship before and you came to the point where you said, you know what? I tried and I'm just not, I feel like my worth is more than this. I value myself more than anything. Come talk to me. Let me know. Or the opposite. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? I know you're going to come on and you're going to drop some knowledge. We're looking forward to it. You know what I mean? Where you at? What's good? What's up? How are you? Life is good. Complain. It's a beautiful day. How you doing? Doing good. Oh. Doing good. How you feeling? I'm good. It's been a good week. So you see the top. Say that again. I said you. I didn't catch what you said, but I said you heard the topic, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty deep one too. You got. And you got I think it. it's important. It, it's very important. I'm not even gonna lie. So, funny story is, um, you know, I was kind of being a little bit selfish when you know I discussed this topic because I'm kind of, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a reoccurring situation. Like no matter how long you've been co-parenting. Um, no matter how long, you know, you were in a relationship, weren't in a relationship, um, no matter how much time has passed. But, you know, it's it's always good to, you know, trying to get feedback from everyone else and to kind of see, like, some of the struggles that everyone else is kind of going through. Because in reality, like, we can always learn from each other, you know? Most definitely. Most definitely. I do feel that. I mean, have you, what was your longest relationship? Oh, Lord. So I got married when I was really young and I got a divorce like two years ago. Okay. Um, How long so y'all like, married? So we was married for 11 and a half years. Oh, wow, that's a good amount of time now. Really long time, really long time. Um, so, you know, as far as relationships, that's really, that's really all I know as, an, as a true adult, right? And I say true adult because obviously most of that was in my 30s and like late, late 20s. Okay. Um, so yeah, is uh, so who who decided to who decided the it, it's it's a wrap. Um, you know what? It's funny because um, it's not. It wasn't the first time that we decided. Um, we have been separated before. The first time it was me. Uh, it it was the second time. It was kind of like a I'm gonna go out there and go do my not me him. He gonna go out there. He gonna go do his thing. Um. And then the last time, like, I just I ain't going to lie. We're going to say this on public public IG. I blew up. And he was like, yo, you know what? I can't. So I was like, cool. Like, 
that's what I really needed you to do. You know, reality is like it's a toxic. It was a yeah. toxic. It was very, very toxic. Um, Nothing like a woman scorn. You know, when you said that, it reminded me of the Wait in the Exhale movie when, like, <laughs> when uh, Angela Bassett was walking away from the vehicle. That thing was on fire. <laughs> Yo, what's love? Oh, no, that wasn't what love. Times where I wanted that to happen. <laughs> you said what? It's so many, many times when I thought about that, I really did. But I, you know, I had way too much to lose, so it really wasn't. Yeah, thing out there. Let me walk, walk Gina to the combo, man. What's, What's going up? On? How's it going? Hey, life is good. I can't complain these days, you know? Good. So, the topic is how do you end in, in a long-term relationship? We're going to teeter in the uh, co-parenting and single parenting and dating while doing such. But right now, we just try to get a basis on the long-term relationship piece. Like, have you Have you experienced one? Yeah, two. Two of Yeah, so my first one, uh, we just kind of grew apart. It was like I got married when I was 19. Okay. We were like high school sweethearts, and it just came to a thing where, like, he didn't want to leave out the hood. Mm. So I feel like if you're trying to be bigger and do something great and somebody kind of holding you behind, I feel like you got to let that go. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. I mean, um, somebody mentioned earlier in the chat, I was trying to look for it just now, but they say they outgrew each other. And here's the thing, constantly as individuals, because we people, you can't, we can't lose sight of the fact that we are two individuals who are coming together, right? So individually, I'm growing every day. Individually, my partner's growing every day, exactly. right? So we got to consistently fall in love with each other, but there can become times in which you outgrow the other person. See, I really, all right, so that's when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I don't believe in constantly falling in love. And I don't have, like, regular thinking either. My thinking be a little far-fetched sometimes. Okay. But I believe that a relationship is just two people willing to make it work over and over again. Because sometimes right. you're going to look at them like, I don't love you. So I don't believe you constantly falling in love with them. I just feel like you're constantly working on each other to make each other happy it's constant mm -hmm. sacrifice you're constantly choosing each other you're constantly choosing yes. but this is what i'm going to this is what i'm going to uh counter what you're saying you're saying you don't love them anymore i say you love them you may not like them in the moment right and i know it's like you know i'm grasping at straws here whatever but i think words do mean things at times so i may love you meaning i care for you deeply but we're not in love, per se, in the moment, because there's times where I just don't even like you as a human being in this instance. Would you agree to that? Or let's, let's still debate here. No, because if, cause my love is deep, okay? If I love you, I'm going to forever love you, okay? And so, no, I wouldn't say that. It's not oh, deep sometimes. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It's not deep sometimes, okay? I be feeling like it's deep, right? But then... I really feel like when I'm in a relationship, I fall out of love. Mm. And maybe that's like my rough patch. And maybe I probably do love them because if something happened to them, I believe I care for them. But sometimes I, I really feel like I wouldn't care if you died tomorrow. Dang. Yeah. And you sharing like beds and housing with these people? With, with that it person? Be, 
Yeah. <laughs> it just be like, yo, let me read some of these joints. Zamaya's mother, I'll probably chat that name up. She said, My answer was simple. It was simply, It's not you, it's me. I want more, and you're comfortable. You're happy where you are, but I see more for me. Ooh, I like that. You like that one? I like uh, that one. It's like. on me. She said she tried therapy, but the mental abuse was just too much. That's why we broke up, though. Exactly what she said. It'd be that mental, like, cussing you out, making you feel like shit. So I, I, a lot. I say that at the beginning. I lay out all my stuff in the beginning. What what I what are like the absolute red flags, no zero tolerance type of things. I ain't about to be cursed out. You ain't gonna be going. I mean, occasionally walk through is crazy, but on a regular basis, you ain't coming at me screaming, hollering, yelling. The top of your lungs call me every name under the sun. I don't rock like that. I would be all the time. I'm... So you say it in the beginning. I say it in the beginning. So zero we gonna have to bring that back up when we go to dating. Because I don't do that. You don't bring it up in the beginning? No. Well, that might hey. be, you know, maybe you got to switch it up. No, because when you bring it up, this is what dudes do nowadays, right? You be dating a dude. You tell him what you like, what you don't like. He going to be that person till you fall for him. <laughs> then they change up. So he I can't be- tell you what I don't like because you're going to do the opposite so I can like you. Then you're going to get comfortable like, hey, bitch, give me my, who you talking to? No, that ain't what we do. And that be so, it be so left field out of nowhere. As soon as you be like, I love you. Don't they change? Real talk. And she is not lying. Like, you, like, you, and you can't, you don't even have to be the first one to be like, I'm in love with you. Like, they could be the first one you to say it. You don't mm-hmm. respond back. You can wait, like, <laughs> Am I like real talk? You know, seriously, right? Right? Yes. So, like, you know, that whole phase is over where you're just kind of like, all right, like, I'm in love with this dude, but I'm not going to let him know because I want to see how he's really going to act. Yes. So, so y'all trying to tell me. All that work and change up. So, to get you to like them. And then, like, why you do all that work and then want to act like this? Yeah. I don't, maybe they feel like the chase is over. Like, that's what why you don't do tell them what you don't like. That's yeah. exactly huh. why. Because when they feel like the chase is over, they be like, oh, you want a nigga, nigga, here now. If Tom ever caught Jerry, what would Tom do? No, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> messing, just messing with like, I, The series Wait. is over. I don't even know what to do anymore. I got it. I got him. I got it. No, I'm just messing. But um, I mean, some, obviously not all, those situations are, I got a good amount of homies that are just, they love being in love. And I got some who could care less about that. They love having fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, what the hell? I'm pretty sure you have more boys that love playing fun that just like to be in love. Okay. <laughs> and because Let's see. of that, that's why we cannot say what we do and what we don't like. <laughs> you oh, just got to yeah. be yourself and then we see how he acts. I will say he- a lot of not even just men in general but just people just don't realize like the what they're getting themselves into right they don't understand the true meaning of love they think that love is just so focused on just the emotional side of like being together but when you think about it emotions can change so one day like i think you said earlier one day you know you may not like somebody that don't mean that you you know you're not loving them 
Tanya. Hey, hey. Hey, ladies uh, and gentlemen. How y'all doing? Uh, uh, so I, I mean, y'all shared a lot, by the way. Shared a lot of you in the chat. But go ahead. Sorry. You know, people just don't know the true meaning of love. In reality, like I said, like, people just think it's an emotion, right? And and it's more to it. Like, it's, it's I hate to get real spiritual on here, but I'm going to nah, get real spiritual on Go here. ahead. So go ahead. Let us just, know. Right, it's just like this. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long suffering. Right, like okay, Corinthians. That means in a relationship, <laughs> in any situation in the world, like you could sit here and we could be pissed off at each other all day long. But at the end of the day, you know, when we took those vows, you know, when depending on what your situation is, right? Like, let's just say you married. Okay. Vows, right? You vowed that you know, you would be together through thick and thin. And it, it is quite different, right, when you're in a in a dating relationship because, like, it, the commitment is more a verbal commitment more than anything because there is no vow that was made to God, right? Um, but I will say that, like, even even in either situation, like, people just don't know the true meaning of love. Mm. So, hey, welcome, welcome to the live, by the way. What was your name, ma'am? Tanya. Tanya, um, welcome to how the are you doing? I'm so, doing quite fine, thanks. I, I I was watching it. I, you know, these two ladies on here uh, really mean a great deal to me because I know them personally. Okay. Uh, and they have two uh, stark different um, observations and experiences with love. And um, one, um, encouraged by one and 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 by the other. And the reason why I say that is because I've lived where Paris is going through now, currently. Mm -hmm. And I can also, you know, uh, I can empathize with Gina, with her experiences. Because as a result of her experiences, it's landed her to where she's at today. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm on the opposite end of both of their situations today because it was at a point in my life where I felt like love just didn't exist and it was a fairy tale and it just wasn't for me. And I was raised in the church. Who you marry is who you marry unless that person die, right? Mm. Then you're free mm -hmm. to commit again. You know, so mm. we all have our, our cultural backgrounds and our traditions how we was raised similar to right. parents um but you lose you lose sight when you go through so much you know you kind of lose you lose hope you know of what you feel like you know what love is supposed to be mm. i would tell you now and i would encourage gina as well as paris because paris uh has a heart of gold as well as gina but paris took her and still take her virus seriously, um, as well as Gina. You said but took her and take her, you said vows? And take her vows. Okay. Um, seriously. Yeah. As well as Gina, they just have two different uh, experiences in life. Gina, you believe in marriage? You said you was... Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. there was something you said, I didn't know if there was I'll, I'll, uh, earlier. Yeah. I didn't know if you believe it. So let's define... Sorry to interject real quick, but y'all are saying this word love, right? We talked about love versus like yeah. a little bit. Give me a brief, a brief definition, if it's possible, 
of what love y'all consider like love is. It flows water. like water. Is it a pond or is it like no. a lake or a river? It really doesn't river? matter. If you, it don't if, matter? If, I'm, okay. It doesn't matter if it's a river, if it's a pond, if it's an ocean. It doesn't matter what life brings your way. Water goes around through, over it. It doesn't matter and it still comes back out in one stream, mm. in one direction. So that's love as I know it today. And mm. I'm telling you, I've been married 16 years now and yeah. I have true love. Does it does it ebb and flow? Yes. Okay. And so I think that what we get at here is when it's ebbing. Let's say it's ebbing for a long time. That flow is just not happening. Are you? How long should you wait for the flow to come back? It doesn't take long. You know, if you know someone, say. Say that you've grown up with uh, the one that you you you've grown up together. You know you've experienced you know every phase of your life together. You know sometimes if you don't do those necessary things to keep that going forward, you'll lose each other. You will. You mm. know um, if you just meet someone you know at a phase in your life and mm -hmm. you didn't have that that history or that background, then that has to the potential to move forward, but you have to respect each other's boundaries and know, you have to know each other. You gotta know what I like and what I don't like without me telling you all the time. It, it's that automatic, it, it, it's that it's, you're in sync. You're, you're in yeah. sync with each other. You know, it, it, you are literally in sync. So, um, so when you're, I, I, I understand the positives. I understand mm -hmm. working through things, right? Some people go through situations excuse me that i couldn't fathom i couldn't yeah. endure so yeah. when we talk about taking a vow mm -hmm. at what point is it where the in your opinion at what point where it's like this vow is null and void when that trust is violated mm-hmm Give me, trust, do you have any, ladies, do y'all have examples of trust being violated? Please and let us know. Yeah. Infidelity? Definitely. That was the thing that screwed up. I'm just, I don't know what's people on here to know me and my ex. So I'm just going to put it out there. Infidelity. Infidelity, though. Mine was when I was at my lowest, I feel like I was kicked. I feel like I was pushed down to my yeah. lowest on. I feel like me, I feel like I could get over the infidelity but it was just, I felt like I was shitting on. I felt like somebody was put before me. Yeah. Mm. I was at my lowest. So That's to me, I felt like I could have got over all the rest of that, but mm -hmm. it was just when I was down and at my lowest, you wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. I could understand that. It took me a few years after. So I was married for seven years. Mm -hmm. I've been divorced for three years. It took me to the later part of the marriage to start having other issues to realize my failure in supporting her during the postpartum depression because oh. I was ignorant to what that was. I didn't understand. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, a lot we of got black women don't understand it. We yeah. don't yeah. understand it. We still There's learning. a gap of information and knowledge that oh we just didn't have the opportunity. To, to really understand it until now. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What are you? What are you upset about? Like, yeah. 
Life is good. So I'm, I'm trying to do things to make the person happy. But I'm like, I didn't understand. That's not how depression works. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, but that wasn't the reason for the divorce. It was, it was no. Just... I mean, it's probably other stuff. But there's, that's a good reason. That's, that's good that you recognize that. Because that's one of the issues that, you know, even though I'm divorced now, that's one of the issues that we still, to this day, um, well, we don't talk about it anymore but like even after the divorce like that was one of the the issues that i had um the first time right the infidelity happened was was during postpartum period when my middle daughter was in the nick she was she had she was in the nick like bro like we got a baby that's like fighting for her life right now and then on top of that Right. Like I'm sitting here fighting some some disease that I don't even know what's going on with me. Right. So mm -hmm. and even still to this day, it's one of those like, well, you weren't there for me. Right. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, here's the thing. The wild thing is. Right. <laughs> so from a man's perspective, mm -hmm. I remember I remember a time frame where uh just the sex was so inconsistent infrequent that it, it because of the things that she was going through right i didn't step out but in my brain i was able to understand that like man if other men experience this i could see how they could be frustrated because you're constantly feeling rejected 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 right so they'll go seek out a sexual experience with someone else sometimes if they're consistently being rejected the woman may be rejecting because of how she's feeling, maybe she don't feel sexy anymore. Maybe she's just in the head and like her life. And I don't know how the postpartum depression works. I haven't dealt with depression before. But after studying it a little bit more, I'm like, man. So both sides, although the one party may be going through depression, it's still affecting the other partner. I'm not making an excuse to saying that they're justified for stepping out. What I'm saying is it's it's hard and it maybe it's obviously harder for the person going to depression but it ain't easy for the partner either is that fair what do y'all think yeah. yeah no for yeah no definitely it makes sense it's like both of y'all going through it in y'all own way yeah it's so, hard for y'all to be there for each other mm -hmm. so with that if that's hard do y'all think that we just give up too easy um, i think the tolerance yeah, I think women have a lot of more tolerance uh, for someone that they truly love versus mm. guys. I know that I, I'm, I, I, you know, I really don't like to make general statements, but that's just yeah. been my experience. You know, we, uh, we are nurturers by just by nature, you know, mm -hmm. and we will tolerate and deal with something that our mate is going through and try to help them through that thing, no matter what at all costs. Yeah. And, um, I feel like that the guys automatically, they don't have that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have it to a point, but not to the extent that we no, I mean, yeah, y'all do it. Y'all have a nurturing thing about you that mm -hmm. is just there. I mean, just if we weren't, uh, if we wanted to transition, like even with the co-parenting, for me, I didn't argue about my my son staying with his mom primarily right now because of his age and my i'm like hey i understand that i could do a phenomenal job raising him but i think it's a little bit more important because he's younger right now 
to, well, a few years back, uh, to be around his mom more because she had that nurturing. It was, I was like, these are the nurturing years I think is a bit more important. And mm-hmm. I already was trying, I was already kind of like conditioning her. When he get in like middle school, he's coming with me. I'm, I was conditioning that. I've been conditioning I that think for that's years. Important. You know what I mean? I because it's super important that you say that. Yeah. Because uh, your your boy that will soon be a man about 14, 15 ish. Yeah. We can take them to a point that they need all the love and nurturing from their mom up until that point. Right. Because they're full. They got it. Yeah. You know. And you have some some boys that are just mama's boys, and that's okay. And, but you right. have the majority are not. Majority right. are not. They kind of break off, and now it's time for dad to kind of step in and fill the gaps. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, I respect I, both parts. I respect both both yeah. both sides are important, equally important. Yeah. I had to say that. I had to say that just straight up, bluntly. Yeah. You yeah. are not more important than me in this parenting game. Yeah. I am not more important than you in this Absolutely. parenting game. A child, it, studies have shown that children thrive way more when both parents are involved. Yeah. You know that what I'm saying? <laughs> but before we dive crazy deep into that, but, I wanted to... Go ahead, quick. go ahead, go ahead. I think, I think that is a very great point that both of you guys make, depending on who the father is. Because you can't yeah. let everyone raise and- a... Who your mother has, like, so for instance, I can, I so in my past relationship, right, like, as you can see in this photo, like, most of y'all who know know that on this island, there's only three kids here, right? The fourth one is from my, from my previous relationship, like, from my marriage, my, so that's my stepson, if you want to call it, right? But in our family, we don't do stepson, so that's still my child, right? Oh, yeah, I feel that years you know it used to be that conversation where like you know my ex-husband wanted to get him when he got older and different things like that but his mom she was open to whatever right situation she um was best for for caleb that's my 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 stepson what was best for caleb um but the thing that she did a really good job in is she made sure that those father those other father figures were in place right So I think that if you have those father figures in place and they're doing the right in their life, Mm -hmm. okay for them to still be with their mother and still, you know, have those really good father figures in 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 their life. Because like not every father is ready for those. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Nah, that's fair though. At what age do you think they should go and live with their fathers? So look, 13. I'm a so you said thirteen. My pops, thirteen. My pops is in the building. Big dog is in the building. He <laughs> raised me pretty well. I got I got to give him the props. You know what I'm saying? But he said twelve years old. A boy needs to be with his dad. See, and because like I grew up like like you were saying, Tanya. I grew up going to church regularly, right? And if you're religious, they talk about twelve being the age of accountability, spiritual. I should say. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, saying but on you at that point. Indeed. So here we go. I mean, at the end of the day, just age and maturity don't travel at the same pace. So just know your child. But I think it is a ballpark between the, the I say the middle school years. I used to volunteer. Mm. I used to volunteer for like at risk youth. And the judge will make kids or parents put their kids in this program. And the at risk youth were always the middle school kids. 
like 10 or 12 years old because the judge or the courts in Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana, the most people incarcerated per capita in the state of Louisiana and in the U.S., they determined that 10 to 12 years old, that is where kids are still able to be, like, take a turn for the better. You feel what I'm saying? Sometimes they feel like once they go to high school, if they just bad or they had a crazy upbringing, they lost. I'm not saying that's always the case. That's just what generally that they've seen from case after case, like truancy and Mr. School and stuff like that. They're like, yo, if they just used to that by then, they put in the streets. No, no point. <laughs> I mean, that's messed up, but. I'm from Mississippi, so I completely understand where you're coming from. Mississippi. Oh, she broke down in the valley where the girls get naked. Absolutely. I'm just messing. She broke Chuck and Lisa, y'all. Don't let her fool y'all now. That's Mercedes' cousin. That's Gunport. I'm from Gunport. You're from Gunport. What? She said that seven or eight boys need their dads or a permanent male figure. All right, so um, it's, it's interesting. So here we let me let me let me bring. I'm gonna bring another fella up in here. You feel what I'm saying? He, yeah, I mean, even it out. Even we it gonna out. figure it out. We are gonna <laughs> figure it out. Hey, Gina, I'm gonna calm you down, and I'm um, gonna bring you back. In. Don't leave. Don't go nowhere. All right. All right, bet. Let me see because you know the the, the fellas be. I mean, and it, and it, I don't know, bro. But uh, his, his name is Fly Dad. So, you know, let's... Fly Dad? I mean, that's the brother's name. I don't okay. know. F Fly Dad, where you at, bro? Come on, man. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, I what's up? Embrace their fatherhood. That's dope. Hey, man, that's what it's about. Yeah. What's going on, bro? Welcome to the hey, live, man. I, I know those two ladies that are down at the bottom of my screen as well. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. There's some... There's some there's some interesting, interesting points uh, being made, but I also want you to consider this. Um, from a standpoint of a male that didn't have a father figure or uh, I, I'll just say my background, right? Uh, yeah. Raised up as an adopted child by a single mom. Oh, wow. That's so uh, that mom was usually working 16 to 18 hours a day as a nurse in a hospital. Uh, my next closest sibling is 17 years older than me, so I was like an only child. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we say, hey, you know, there, there, there needs to be this father figure or you need this person to learn these skills, I can promise you I, I didn't need any of those skills. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. if you it broke up for a second. Oh, it broke up for a second. I think what I oh. got from you is that you don't need a father figure to attain uh, a poor life skills. Is that what you were saying? Oh. Oh, no. I think or that's... maybe he was trying to say he, that, right. you know, I, I, he, I, didn't, he didn't have the opportunity. My bad. Right? Is the bro calling me on the other Maybe line? he didn't have the opportunity to have that male, positive male figure in your life. And what you had was a strong woman. So it's possible. So I would, this is what I'm saying. I didn't have either one of those. Mm -hmm. okay. from me learning from my own insecurities, my own disadvantages, uh, or or even seeing other uh, people with their fathers, with their mothers, and having those loving mm -hmm. relationships where I went to figure out on my own how to be that person so that when I became a father, that I could do those things the right way. 
Um, I'm going to go back. I, I, I've been listening to the whole conversation, so I'm going to go back to something that was said earlier about, you know, men maybe not being maternally challenged. I, I guess it is maternal, maternal challenge, right? Um, for me, and, and giving, you use the example of giving more chances because you are a female. I will say that when men fall in love, typically black men, when we fall in love, we fall in love hard, very, very hard. So that particular individual woman probably gets way more chances than he has previously given anyone. And I'll say, for, for example, uh, in a professional or in a personal life, like you mentioned earlier, you were like, or we were talking, or the discussion was, hey, well, how do you know if a man's really about that life for you? I can tell you within two weeks, I know if I'm about that life for you and I will cut it off if it adds no value to me, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to tell me what you like or what you don't like, because I know what I like and my line is in the sand immediately because mm -hmm. I have conditioned from other women to uh, know that I have to set a boundary to start off with. And people go, mm -hmm. well, well, why, why do you respond like that? Because I have given women of various different ethnic, ethnic, ethnic backgrounds and, mm -hmm. and, you know, from the South and the North, from the East, from the West, wherever. Yeah. Opportunity showed me that they are different than the last or they are, um, as you said, emotionally graduated to the level where they're ready yeah. for these relationships. And that's not always the case. 40 at 50 at whatever range you want to say. Yeah. I would silly pretty was good. Yo, here we, I would say this to now. I appreciate you sharing your background, man. Nah, and, and I can only imagine the challenges of not having a sibling and then them being that much older. And I don't even know if that 17 year old older sibling played a, a parent role. If not, they probably didn't, you know what I'm saying? So, Shout out to you. Seem like you're well-spoken, well-educated, doing your thing, brother. You know these ladies. You're probably in Hawaii in your military. Uh, That's father of the year right there. You know what I'm father saying? Father of the year. And, and here's <laughs> the thing. Sometimes you learn the hard way. And then I imagined it because of, because of your background, your children are fortunate to have a great dad in their life. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But you, you probably did it the hard way. Now, I would, I'm not saying I think that, but my point to that is that kids are very resilient and you were resilient to adapt to the situation, the cards that you were dealt. You feel what I'm saying? I still believe that if given, you still made out well, yeah. right? But, but you are an individual that you are strong. That's not going to be everybody. So I'm going more generally, more generally, people will have a better chance at being successful when they have both parents there. You get what I'm saying? Agree. And and so I'm I'm not discounting my son's mother at, at all, right? We are yeah. co-parenting from two different coasts at this point, right? So shout out to there you. Are no there. Like when, you know, the homies come up with the baby mama drama, I grab my jacket and be like, I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do, do women feel threatened by that? 
Um, I, I think it is, you know, ultimately it's like, oh, well, why are y'all that cool? Mm, Can uh, you elaborate a little bit more on that question? That okay, I'll give you a perfect saying. example. So, um, as we talk about my son, right? So, yeah. from the time that we separated and we decided that, hey, we're going to go do different things and we're going to live different lives. Um, I don't interject in, if she gets a boyfriend, right? I don't interject in her relationship and how she plays a part or her significant other plays a part in my son's life. If my son brings up a topic to me that is concerning to me, I address it with her. I.e., mm -hmm. hey, that dude is cool. I don't got no quarrels with him, but his relationship with you doesn't immediately give him access to my son and vice versa. Mm. And those that's are a, yeah, that's, that, a, that's a deep topic. Where those are conversations that we had initially yeah. and still have to this day where I she may call and say, Hey, I don't know if you know about this thing or that thing, but I'm dealing with this from this perspective. And mm -hmm. we have those conversations. When we decided that my son needs to come here. You you mentioned earlier age frame, right? Right, right. I would say that twelve to fourteen is probably the 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 proper age range because there are certain things that we know as boys as men. And I'll give you another example. My son thought it was a good idea to raise his voice to his mom. I mm. hopped on a train and mm. said, "Hey, here go your boxing gloves. It's time to box because you're a man." <laughs> Mm. So Raj and that's box if you a man. He decided not to take up that take me up on that option <laughs> and move to Hawaii so he could be, you know, under and, and I say, you know, when you gave me all the credit in the world and they give me all the credit. It's not it's not just me, right? It's it's putting in him in a scenario with other men like me so he sees that I'm not a I'm not a one off. Right. Um, there are other men that care about him succeeding in his life mm -hmm. um and and sometimes it's great to hear that from you know mom dukes and mom want to give you the hugs and the kisses and all that other stuff but sometimes you need to get popped inside the back of your head and say hey that ain't that ain't how we operate that ain't how we do this and like you mentioned earlier right they're resilient especially military kids super resilient where yeah, they yeah. to do everything that you think they can't do times 10. So let me ask you, but they, do you think they're or do you think that they're just going with the flow? Because that's just- have been conditioned, flow. right? That's so right, I, that's how they've been conditioned. And, and I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, cause I know me personally, like I, my kids dealt with, the, for so long I thought like, man, my kids are so resilient, they're gonna be fine like after this whole situation. And my kids were like, Mama, um, we need to talk to somebody. And I was like, dang. Like, and mind you, at the time, like, my oldest was, like, 14. Yeah. Like, other one was, like, 10, 11. So, you know, I'm like, huh? Like, no. Like, we pray. We go to church. Like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and y'all military kids. But in reality, like, that's, I really, like, that's a true question. Are they really, truly resilient? Or is it just because yeah. they're in addition I, to? I think they. Yeah. I, 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 so when I was when I was in when I was married, right? She went to Korea for a year. Mm -hmm. My son was three years old. Mm -hmm. My daughter, right? She's not my biological daughter, so she used to go with her dad during the summer times, right? So 
we were like, all right, she's gone four years. She's going to go with her dad for a year, right? Mind you, she's 13 years old now, and she's living with me. So, I mean, we got a great relationship. But nonetheless, is that for that year, it was just my son and I. When I tell you that at three years old, he still had to adapt and it wasn't easy, I was like, what is happening? He was throwing tantrums that like no other. And it wasn't just age, because it, was it was a crazy shift. His older sister wasn't around, his mom wasn't around. What I did, I had to practice what I preach, and I went to the military family and life counselors, right? So I went that's there. I didn't say. Part there. You that's, said what? That's the, right? that's the part that as males have to be open to, right? Yeah. I have conversation every, eh, I wouldn't say every week anymore because he's 15 and his hormones and, and, and you know. Um, but having that conversation, asking, asking them about their emotional state. Right. Uh, and then you find out things about your kids that you don't even know, right? So for my son, I think it's the funniest story in the world where he uh, came home one day and he was like, hey, dad, you know, there's a whole race of people called Filipinos. And I'm like, <laughs> Look, like, what? And he's like, yeah, I was, talking to this dude at, I was talking to this dude at school and I thought he was Mexican, but it turns out he's Filipino. Backstory, my son's best friend is named John. His whole entire family is Filipino, right? This dude has been in their house eating vegetable stir fry, lumpia, and everything. Lumpia, <laughs> oh yeah, chicken adobo. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, dude, like, you know son is Filipino, right? And he's like, really? Like, for real? And I realized that my son, because he had he's had the part of conditioning, right, where he's been around multiple different oh, kinds of, yeah. he doesn't see color. Right, which, right. You know, like to or him, that's so when he moves to new places and he, he sees it as a, a new experience to what I call enhance his brand or what he'll call right. enhance. Right? So yes, there is a bit, bit of conditioning in that, but ultimately they adapt like us. They and we show them those skill sets at an early age where they just think it's normal. Where right. other kids, you know, you put them in a room and say, "Hey, you got a test on Friday," and it's a pop, you know, a pop quiz or something, and they go all yeah. crazy, right? My son's like, "Okay, is it multiple choice or, uh -huh. or what?" And that's a part of the resilience definition. Almost, it's like adapting with a positive mindset, right? It's like this is a new experience. I need to adapt, but I have a positive outlook. Right, so when he had to adapt to just him and I at three, it was difficult. But I don't, I don't got all the answers. I'm like, yo, my pops flew out, tried to help me out a little bit, and and all that. But ended up working out. Right? What about your adaptation to that though? You know, living. You said what? In, what about your adaptation to that though? I say, you know, go from being that single dude or being that dude where you can move any kind of way you want to. You can go to bed at 11 o'clock, wake up at 10, 1, whatever time you want to. At that time, I was married, right? So I was planning okay. on doing the potty training and all that as a unit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, was, I was playing on the tag team and that. But I had to do that all on my own. And it just so happened that my man got the hand, foot, mouth disease. He got walking pneumonia. Oh. He got all that for the daycare. That's the worst and I'm like, one. Bro, That's the it, worst was, one. it was the worst. 
I mean, I was, I was hurt. Hand, foot, and mouth. Oh is, man, I tell you, it's the worst one I've seen on a kid, and it's just it's painful for it's the child. Horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. What, what is your, uh, what is your, what was the biggest challenge you think you experienced as a dad so far? The biggest challenge I've experienced. Okay, so yeah, here's the four. thing. My my situation is a bit different because, right, my daughter. We share, she got two dads, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just because I I came into her life when she was two, almost three years old. She's mm-hmm. 13. Mm-hmm. I put, I invested in that young lady. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's my little girl right there. Now, I also understand that her biological dad has always been involved, right? And I actually had convos with my homeboys who have daughters and, and sons that are with their mom and they, it's a different dynamic because I was the stepdad, right? You know what I'm saying? I was the guy when you, you know what I mean? You figuring out who's this dude talking to your son, but it was a daughter in that sense. It might be a little different. So I was that dude, right? But I do have a biological child. It happens to be a boy. Nonetheless, is that when she went with her dad one time, it might be a little shame, but like there was a situation that I didn't agree with when it came to certain punishments. And I'm like, I For feel example. physical <laughs> punishment. He put his hands. Well, I mean, I, I do have some. Now I got now I got a problem because that's just yeah. not the way that I roll. That's not the way I raise mm-hmm. her. And I've always been effective with there's a consequence to certain actions. How did you how did you navigate that space? I told him that, hey, in the menu of options on how to deal with, <laughs> yeah. uh, that shouldn't be on the menu. Yeah, that shouldn't be the, number, the first choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, if, there, if, if, if there was a playbook on daughter acting up crazily, and you open up that playbook, whatever play you run next, physical shouldn't even be in the playbook. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the girl and then, just, I would tell you a girl because he a man, she a girl. Father, to be that example because a father in a girl's, I know from my experience, you're everything to them. Mm-hmm. You're the protector. You know, you're my hero. You're my mentor. You're the one that I can go to when mommy has really gave me the business. You know, you're it. You know, you can look at your daughter. You and your daughter have. A significant relationship or have built those that trust to a point where you know if you just look at her a certain way raise your voice she's crushed you know she's crushed so it's very very it's a very very sensitive uh, um, process when fathers raise daughters because you can turn them into a very bitter woman so, a very so as, angry woman so as women down there if that process is that not the bulls um, for you Say that one more time. As a as a mom, and if you have boys, mm-hmm. do you think that same logic applies? Vice oh, person? absolutely. I had a, I, I had uh, back before I was who I am today. <laughs> I had a neighbor that used to just say awful things. You know, we're here. You know, get in the car. You know, you you know, and say awful things to her son. Um. And it, it it was just crushing things like you know, you know, just call him stupid, 
you know, just offer things to a child and for a, a, a young boy that needs that nurturing from their mother at the time, receive all that negative energy, you're shaping who he is and who he's going to be with his wife or his girlfriends. You're shaping him, you know, and you're doing him a disservice, a, 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 an enormous, you don't know how that thing's going to come out. You don't know if he's going to be abusive physically. You don't know if he's going to hate women. You know, you don't know how that's going to, going, going to, what that's going to look like. And it was bad and I addressed it. But they say, you know, why, why do you, you know, why are you so angry with the child? He didn't have a choice in his parents, huh? Yep. He didn't have a choice, you know? We're on time. Yeah, know, that's fine. You know, that, so. That's one of the things that I'm always in at odds in my TI voice at odds with uh women about it. How do you get mad at the dude that you chose? Because sometimes they make bad choices. I mean, that's yeah. part of being I, human. I agree with that point, right? But at some point, you understand that you made a bad choice. And I, I say the same thing as a man, right? At some point, you know, hey, this probably ain't, this ain't it. Does that man always have to be and, and this is what I guess this is my ultimate point is I hear so many women talking negative about their ex dude or the ex husband or the dad that ain't here to do this or do that. And then, as you mentioned earlier, right, we get the, I, I, I just, you know, got it kids. Right. And they don't know how to respond to a male figure because mom has always told them that all men are, are evil. Yeah. That's... Hey. I think as a culture, I think yeah. as a culture, we suppress a lot of things, both men and women, because of our circumstance and because of what we had we've had to deal with throughout our lives to be successful professionals mm -hmm. um, in society today. So a lot of the, uh, you know, the I call it. Sometimes we we didn't have the opportunity to stop and smell the flowers. Sometimes you got to stop and smell the flowers, you know, and that's this, just the analogy that I use. We were so busy making sure that we got our degrees, making sure that, you know, we were checking those blocks that we know we needed to check, you know, along the way, sometimes the flower that we needed to, to pay a little bit of attention to, you know, they fell to the wayside. Um, it's nobody's fault, but that's just how it has been. Now we're, we can recognize things a little bit better. Now yeah. we can educate, you know, and and create a space that is comfortable for our children to say, hey, I'm I'm hurting or that, you know, that offends me or, you know, we can create that space and we can change um, our, our children's future potentially, you know, by just creating the atmosphere. I, I hear that. So let's, let's switch it up a little bit. All right. Mm -hmm. So, Let's go into, like, I know you've been married 16 years, so this might not apply to you too much, mm -hmm. you know, but there's us. Uh, bro, you single, bro? Nope. Okay, so you, you married? Nope. So you're single. <laughs> so you're single. <laughs> no, I'm just being messy. I'm just and, being and there, messy. There, yeah, nah, this is my line in that, right? I <laughs> It may not be the, the full 100% commitment yet because you just ain't there yet, right? But there's okay. a man, 
There's, there's a, plan. a plan. You got something in the works. You, okay. Yep. I, I'm just trying to get the feel on who we got on the line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you ain't married, you're single. I'm nah, but I, nah, there's, I know there's levels. There's levels to it. There's levels yeah. to it. Because I did a whole, I think we did a previous live where we talked about that gray area to like you're talking to where you're talking. It's just us. And then there's the relationship. Right. And then there's the next level commitment. We get married. And then there's the married, right? So yeah, there's levels, right? The gray areas where people don't, you know what I mean? Dating with a purpose, bro. Dating with a purpose. I mean, and, and, and that comes at a certain age, you know what I mean? Uh, and I recommend that it comes at a certain age. That's just my my opinion. You can't guarantee what that age is. Sometimes it's 50, right. sometimes that depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I ain't even gonna, we could dive into that and we could just talk about just age and, and dating and courting and marriage, right? Um, in an American culture. But uh, the question is for those who, so I might have to switch it up, all right? Nah, but nonetheless, man, I appreciate your input. You feel what I'm saying? And Tanya, I appreciate your input, you know? This may not be for y'all, but if you want to chime in, you can chime in, right? Paris, you single yeah. out here? I'm single. She's single out here, y'all. All right, so single with kids and dating. Defined. With co-parenting. With co-parenting level than that. So there's a lot of factors for those who may have the original topic talking about Ending a relationship, right? Yeah. So the relationship is ended. The things tired, the gems that you dropped earlier, the fact that, hey, you got to work through it. There's always, you know, me, there's love and you make a vow. All of that is beautiful. Yeah. But the fact is, the world ain't always beautiful. It's not. So sometimes people make choices and they, they determine or they decide to dissolve a relationship. Now, Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard as well. So they have chosen the divorce hard road. So now that they're in that, eventually after that healing, hopefully they decide to get back into the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now that they're single again and they're dating, there's so many new factors that are new to them. And this is where we help each other here. This is where we talk about being single and dating with kids as levels. Bro, you kind of touched on it a little bit. So if you wanted to elaborate the little bit part where you were talking about, and I asked a question we didn't fully answer when we was like, and, and Tanya, you kind of perked up a little bit when I asked <laughs> about, like, yo, do you see it being difficult when you being cool with your child's mother and so you're dating? Yeah, I wanted to elaborate on on why. What was the what triggered you to ask that question? That was that was. What triggered me to ask it? Yes. Because I mean, you have to communicate with your child's mom. You do. You have to communicate with yeah. your child's dad, and mm -hmm. your new partner has to understand that. So sometimes, with being single, you can be like, "Hey." Maybe I want to date someone with kids so they can understand the communication. 
Yeah. Maybe I want to, you know what I mean? Then there's the. So I got a question really quick, man. I'm not going to, I will not hijack where you're going currently. Okay. But I want to go back to what you said. Sometimes we don't make good choices. And, you know, like, <laughs> why she try to sound like me, though? Yeah. <laughs> my brother's act. She said sometimes when you know my 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 friends, baby moms come around, I'd be like, "You don't have those problems." So those choices come back. Some choices that you make in life, you'll forever live out your consequences, right? So, forever. It is a difficult space to know the choice that you have made. And the consequences that you will forever have to endure because of the children that you guys have together will always be a factor in how you move forward with whoever you're with. It could be your mother. It could be your family. You know, because you have some women and men that are just disrespectful and are spiteful and angry. And no matter what you do to try to balance and satisfy him or her, they are that by nature. Mm. Because that is their that is their objective to make you unhappy at all costs because the relationship didn't work out, mm. right? So as you move forward, as you move forward in your in your life, you got you have to move forward, right? You got to. You not just can't ponder in this this dead space, regardless of the child that you share share together. How do you do that without? Because some people be like, look, I don't have time. Look, I gotta go. Uh, I, you know, it, it had great potential, you know, yeah. but the way my piece set up, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> you know, hey, so the way my hey. piece is set up, I, I, I'm not going to be able to subject myself to that type of, you know, no space. And it is so unfortunate because I've seen it happen where you have a great budding relationship and you, you know what you, you know what you got that you can't never get rid of. It's gonna always be a problem. It depends on who you with. If it's if they're younger, if they're older, it depends on what they got going on too, and their level of tolerance and patience. Right. So. So, I can I can definitely answer this question because honestly, I'm 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 going through the same scenario right now. But uh, I say this right: the first 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 things first. If a man tell you that he don't be he he ain't worried about your vagina after he done did it and you moved on to another dude, he lying. Right? At a period, he gonna be worrying about Say it. One more time. If a if a if a male that you've had a relationship with, a sexual relationship, tells you, I ain't worrying about it at all, and y'all were either married, have a child, divorce, whatever the case is, right? There is still some male testosterone where he believes that he's entitled to you as a person because of whatever reason right so when new oh, dude hold on hold on hold on let me let me let me let me let me add on to what yes. you're saying i'm not going to 100% disagree i'm a 95% disagree <laughs> this is where the 5% agree the 5% agree comes into play when it's about uh, uh, code. Don't like my best friend, my yeah. family. That's tacky. It's just a disruption in my life. Now your purpose, it seems like you're purposefully 
trying yeah. to disrupt my life. Okay. And, exactly. and right. now I just lost a friend or a family yeah. member. Yeah. Okay. And I'm now get- forever, my life is just different because my kids now got an uncle stepdad. I'm, 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 you know I'm saying to- like, this just, this is just weird. That's just I'm weird. So outside of my, outside of my core, and I only got like a handful of core homie, homie, homies, and, and maybe two handfuls because I just got great friends. But outside of my homie, homie, homies, and my family, I don't care who she messed with. I'm gonna give you an example right now that you you gonna say, okay, well, all right, so. You and your wife, ex-wife, right? Y'all was together. Uh, please put y'all that X y'all... in capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> right? Y'all ain't together no more. Yeah. B. Jordan is rocking around with your son. You said who? And Michael B. Jordan is walking yeah. around with your son. And, and if you gonna sit here and tell me, bro, that you don't care at all, you may don't, not care. About, you don't like care future, at all. You mean like future and Sierra? Don't care at all. I don't don't care at all. No, Don't not care not at all. Not to that level. Is some, know why? There's a disclaimer to that. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't care. Wanna know why? I don't care. I don't care. I feel sorry for. <laughs> I, 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 I know what I endured. I'm just gonna move on to the second point that I was trying to. Make. I, I don't, I, bro. I, I have, I have <laughs> lived. Not care. And I, I, you know, and, and I don't want to drag. Okay, because I'm a good dude. I'm not. I don't want to drag. And then I'm gonna put this <laughs> on that. I guess this is my question, bro. Charge at no point. I don't want to drag. I don't. I had a full conversation. No I had a full no conversation point. with one of her boyfriends before. Yeah. Full conversation. My man was venting to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I said. I, I, I'm like. I said, bro, that's your woman now, my guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't fit to me. I know it. Everything you say, I'm fully aware of. Okay. So that's your that, issue. Oh, that that's your problem that was, now. No disrespect. Yeah, was, no disrespect. She's a great mom, though. She is a great mom. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I just want to put that out there. All right. The second part of my thing is. I told my hold wife. Hold on, hold on. Unless there is no official ring or like some hey we gonna get married hey we married type stuff i don't need my child walking around with some random girl and then they confused thinking it's okay to be in and out of relationships right like like it's okay it's it's I'll not like I'll you're play. not when you're Totally girls, it's not okay to keep introducing girls to all of these different other women right so I, give it, I agree. If you're I casually dating and nothing is serious, I, 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 slightly, I slightly disagree. So, so I'm I, going, this is what I, this is what I told my, my ex. I said, you, hey. Are you 95% disagreeing with that? 90, 94. So when I, <laughs> <laughs> like, what I said, what I said was, um, what I said was, hey, I trust because because her and I didn't work out. I still have a good judgment ish in, in in a person. I still think she's an okay person. So I still kind of trust her judgment. At the end of the day, she chose we chose each other. So clearly, she has great judgment. She said, "Yeah," at a point. So clearly, 
she has great judgment. Now, but nonetheless, is I'm like, hey, I'm I'm sure you're not going to have my son, my daughter around a creep. All I ask is, if it ain't serious, don't be showing crazy affection in front of them, and don't yeah, introduce them as your boyfriend unless you know it's yeah. going to work. Because I don't want them to think that they moms that. is out here in the streets. Yeah, so if you happen to have like a barbecue or kickback and you want to bring your special friend over or whatever, cool. Kids be oblivious sometimes. As they get older, they're going to be a little more smart or whatever. But if you're not showing crazy affection, but you want that person around, then I, but I'm like, if you're showing all that affection, now they may be a bit confused. And I just don't want yeah. them to be confused, but I don't want her to feel like she got to stop life because whatever. If you want a phone and you cooking and you FaceTiming with your special person, I don't want you to feel like you got to end your convo because the kids come into the kitchen. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no, just don't talk crazy in front of them. I don't want yeah. it to be because you out of fear of what I'm going to say. I'm never going to, At the, the, my bottom line is, I'm never going to say anything or put myself in a situation to prevent you from potentially finding love. I want you to find love because I still care you by your human being. It ain't going to be with me, but I want you to be happy because if she's happy, my life's a lot easier. Yeah. I want so, her to be with a good dude who's treating her right because if she's happy, she ain't coming at me with all... Anything. Definitely, but but do you think there should be a time frame? Like so, like let's say oh, yeah. you started okay. this girl like a month ago. You gonna introduce your kids to your to your significant other a month later? Not as my girl. I ain't doing it. I might myself. have a barbecue and I no. introduce them to. I, I had a going away. I had a going away in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I had thirty people mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I'm out of the thirty people. <laughs> is my son going to decipher who? I may be interested in. That's no, but that, person, no. Is around, but that I'm, person may be around. Like, that. like, I'm talking about full-blown, like, we going, like, we look like we a whole happy family, like, a nah, whole I ain't, Nah, I ain't, I ain't doing that off-rip. Nah, and, and no, off I agree. Like, I, but, but then again, I've yet to do that. I've been divorced three years. I haven't done that. Right. I mean, I think that's the <laughs> So way. I don't even know. I think yeah. exposure. <laughs> our, our kids are exposed to so much at school. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so much going on in the world, so many distractions. I think it is our duty and responsibility, you know, to protect our children at all costs. Sometimes from our choices in life, unless we are confirmed from everything that we can, because it doesn't matter where you go in life. It doesn't matter how many accomplishments, how many degrees you have on your wall, how much money you have in the bank. None of that matters. What matters is your legacy, which is your children. And and that is what's going to make or break you. So I don't think that, you know, this conversation, we're, we're talking about it and somewhat casual, but serious at the same time. But I think that they are so precious to us. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. You hey, know, they, they, are, they are why we get up and put uniforms on and Spend twenty hours in the office and deal with Becky. Hold on, 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 hold on. I heard that part too. Um, but I'm gonna say this piece right here. And if you're doing twenty hours in the office, your time management skills are a little off. 
Nah, it was just no. I'm not doing that. No, it's just not. There's no way. You know, you got some. It ain't that important. We ain't at war right now. No, but you got some people. Go get your. Everybody have 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 